the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back into the Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. Uh, Richard just sent me an email, and he said, uh, 60 years ago, the Pope warned against just what you are talking about. Yep, there's really nothing new under the sun, and prophecies come true. Um, thank you for listening. I want to bring in our next caller. You know, way leads on to way in life, and sometimes you don't get to connect and catch up with people as much as you want to, and this is one of those people um, – before I bring her in and introduce her, I tee it up with some information because information is today's theme. Did you know uh, that if you're in a party, Republican or Democrat, that they have what's called a state central committee? And there are 33 Senate districts in the state. So on the Republican side, uh, there is a male and a female elected from each of those 33 districts. So 66 people sit on this state central committee. Did you know that? I don't think a lot of people know that. Uh, well, this is one of the members of that state central committee. She is Jessica Franz. Jessica, welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Jack. Thank you for making time. I know that you're busy. Um, you're a mom. You're, uh, you're an involved elected official. Uh, I want you to bring our listeners up to speed. Um, what is the purpose of the state central committee? Let's start there. And I know that's a little rudimentary, but... I just want to tee up the conversation for people who kind of go, well, wait a minute, what? what so what, what is the State Central Committee? Well, the purpose of the State Central Committee is really we are the governing board of directors for the Ohio Republican Party. And many of the members, especially those who have been there for some time, would tell you that the purpose is to get Republicans elected. Mm-hmm. Now, I would take that a little further, and I am a newly elected State Central Committee member But the reason why I believe the party is not doing as well as getting conservative policies passed as it could be is because, yes, we have been focusing on getting people with ours elected, but we haven't been vetting those candidates well, and we have not been holding them accountable, and we have not been providing direction with legislative priorities. So I would argue that it's far more than just getting Republicans elected. It's vetting, it's holding them accountable, and it's giving them objectives. I'm glad you said that. I had someone on the air earlier this week, and, I, and I'm really just having a brain lapse right now. But that person said, you know, there's a difference between a, a Republican and a constitutional conservative. And I think you, you see that. I've covered the state central committee uh, over the past couple of years, and I know things got really heated at one time because of exactly what you're talking about. There were there's there's an adage or an acronym called RINO, R-I-N-O, Republican in name only. And that is really a moniker assigned to somebody who puts an R behind his or her name, gets elected. But then you look at their trail of voting and you go, what? Why are you? And right. so to your point, now I want to remind real quick before I ask the next question, our listeners, you know, we live in a trifecta state. 
the executive branch, the judicial branch, and the legislative branch are all run by Republicans. The state house, which houses the state Senate and the House of Representatives, is represented by a supermajority of Republicans. Yet we look around and we go, "Ah, the SAFE Act hasn't gone over, which prohibits uh, minors from transitioning and getting gender mutilation. Uh, You know, we really struggled with the Save Women's Sports Act, like protecting women's sports from from man, from men. We've really kind of had a lot of qualms about school choice. And so to your point, people are going, wait a minute, this is a trifecta with a supermajority. What in the world's going on? It What goes on happens at your level, doesn't it? Yes, you're absolutely right. I think um, the Republican Party is is kind of undergoing an identity crisis right now. And there are those who would like to um, demolish the the pillars, the foundations, if you will, that the Republican Party has been built on for for decades, and they want to appeal more to uh, moderate Democrats, moderate Republicans, and and just you know our platform is an example of that. We've never had a platform. We've been fighting to get a platform. We have the Republican National Committee platform, which we have adopted at the state level. But as far as having a state party platform, we haven't had that. So we had a platform committee working on this. And if you look at other states like North Carolina and Texas and and even the Republican National Committee's platform, you're going to find it's between like 40 and 50 pages. Mm -hmm. What we were presented with on Friday was a two-page document that had been drastically slashed and uh, any meaningful substance stripped out of it from what I think was a great start, what we tabled in May. And compared to what we tabled in May and what was put before us on Friday, it was barely recognizable. Um, two of the things that were done was taking out the unborn and traditional marriage. So along the lines of you saying, you know, why isn't this getting done? We've got a super majority because there's a fight within the Republican Party to redefine what Republican So I want to – can I pump the brakes on that real quick because this is super important, and I just want to remind our listeners I'm I'm talking with Jessica Franz. She's a state central committee member. The state central committee member essentially is the board of directors for the Ohio Republican Party, and last Friday, the Ohio Republican Party state central committee met, and we talked earlier in the week about endorsing Trump. We might talk about that in a second. But Mm -hmm. they also decided on a platform. And basically a platform is, hey, voter, if you elect Republicans, this is what you're going to get. It gives people information upon which they are Mm -hmm. supposed to vote. Now, when I think of Republican Party, I think small government, pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, man and woman get married, right? Um, What what did you produce last week as the Ohio Republican Party State Central Committee? Well, as you've already stated, a platform should have the values, the beliefs, and it should also have legislative priorities, meaning within Ohio's landscape, what are the goals? What do we expect from our legislators? You know, giving them direction with policy that, you know, this is what we want you guys to do. We want you to get the SAFE Act passed. Uh, We want you to protect women and women's sports. These, these are some common sense things that we shouldn't still be going round and round about. This is something that should be done. And what we got was something that was uh, so vanilla as to be completely tasteless, something without meaning, 
without something that is not going to generate any passion for the party. It's certainly not going to help us bring in donations. And that's what brings me here to my next point. It's, it's like, who are we really catering to? If it's not our, our conservative base, then who, who are we trying to appeal to? And I would argue that we're not going after the smaller donors, the, the, um, our loyal Republican um, members. And who have been with the party for years, we're going after special interests, those large donations of, you know, those million dollar donors who can then control the narrative of the party. And we're seeing this play out right before our eyes with what this platform is. This is not speaking to my Republican voters. They're going to look at this and they're going to laugh. In fact, I had one of my children look at it and they said they could have written something better. Um, this is not something that's going to attract people to the party. So this is a great topic. Let me ask before I go in the weeds again, can you stay for another few minutes on, on the back end of this conversation if we need to? Sure. Okay. And I don't know if we'll need to, but I'm going to say it this way because I, I hate to use the phrase devil's advocate. I want to play devil's advocate for a minute. I believe as we go into 2024 presidential election, the president has zero to do with abortion. I mean, influence. Yes, maybe, but Mm-hmm. what I know the Democrats will do is they will lie just like they did in issue one here in Ohio. And they'll talk about reproductive health. They're, those evil Republicans are trying to take women's reproductive health. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then orange man, bad. That's what they, <laughs> that's really, those are the two right. things that, that the Democrats have. What do you say to the idea that, okay, strategically we're going to take abortion off the table from that discussion for us Senate for president, because it is a state's rights issue for 50 years. They fought mm-hmm. to have it that. But then, you know, the, the, the wiser part of me goes, well, yeah, but once it's off, does it ever get back on? It, it, are they right. pitching this as a strategy move? Yeah. So this is definitely filtering down into the, the state party, this idea of, and especially after the passage of issue one, that we need to get away from talking about abortion. And Again, with our platform subcommittee that met, they they voted, they made the decision to remove the unborn and traditional marriage from the platform they were working on, citing that using the word uh, unborn would be, quote unquote, inflammatory, that it would cost us Republican elections. So, yeah, I've heard this argument. And I would say if you look at the voters in Ohio, there are almost 70 percent that identify as pro-life. And now of that pro-life, only 30 percent, maybe 30 percent, would say I am pro-life with no exception. So most people that identify as pro-life in Ohio, they are going to have some kind of exception for rape, incest, life of the mother. Hey, Jessica, got to take a break. Stay put. Got to take a break. More on the other side of the break. Rounding third and heading home. The final segment of the Bruce Woolley Show today on Friday, December 8th, year of our Lord, 2023. And I'm joined on the phone line by Jessica Franz for uh, she is with the State Central Committee. And I said for State Central Committee because I'm looking at her Facebook page because I want to give you a reference point. If you're on Facebook, Jessica Franz, F-R-A-N-Z, the number four, State Central Committee. I would recommend that you follow her because – 
even if you're not in her district, you're going to get analysis and feedback. She does a fantastic job of reporting to the public what's going on in the state central committee. Now, um, so first of all, Jessica, thank you for sticking with us. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Absolutely. So um, before we went to break, we were talking about the platform. The Republican High Republican Party State Central Committee chose a platform last Friday. You said, Jessica, it's it's vanilla, it's tasteless. And I said, well, okay, I know what they're going to say. They, the people who are in favor of a watered-down platform, they're going to go, well, if we take abortion mm-hmm. off the table, we're going to help Republican a Republican get into the White House. We're going to help, whether it's Frank LaRose, Bernie Marino, Matt Dolan, win the U.S. Senate race. Um, but you see it differently, don't you? Yes, absolutely. Tell us why. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's fair to argue, which is the argument I'm hearing is that, you know, the people have spoken after issue one passed. It's clear the path that we must take is to stop talking about abortion. And, you know, we're not going to reference the unborn anymore. And that's absolutely uh, a wrongheaded decision, in my opinion, because as I was saying before the break, almost 70 percent of Ohioans identify as pro-life with 30 percent of that group identifying as pro-life with no exception. And so what we saw during that campaign for issue one is a lot of confusion, a lot of out-of-state money from billionaires being poured in to fund this. We only had a turnout of about 27 percent of registered voters across the state. And I would argue it was a, you know, if there had been legislation, I am getting on the weeds a little bit here, but if we had had legislation in past where you can only do constitutional amendments during presidential or gubernatorial election cycles in even numbered years. I mean, we had 6.9 million Ohioans show up for the last presidential election. I'm not so sure we would have had the same outcome no. that we had with getting issue one passed. So, so no, I think it's absolutely wrong to say we need to just uh, quite literally throw the baby out with the bathwater on this this issue. That's that's a great analogy, a sad analogy, but a great analogy. And I'm yeah. going to side with you on this, and I'm going to say that the Republicans are losing the information war. The, 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 the mm-hmm. whole topic of today's information. Yeah. I'll give you three examples, and then I'll let you weigh in on it. Number one, messaging. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know that the messaging for issue one was was really clear to me. It was going to allow abortion to birth for matters of convenience and minors to gender transition and abort without parental mm-hmm. involvement. I don't think the messaging got figured out the right way. I don't think the timing of the messaging – Governor DeWine was the Trump card, but he came out on stage too late. Early voting had already started. The the, the die had been cast. So the timing, the messaging and the timing needed to be sooner, needed to be more assertive. And then I'm going to tell you, as the owner of a news business, a lot of people talk, very few invest. I look Mm -hmm. at the press. I look at small independent news agencies in the state of Ohio that are run by progressives. They get millions of dollars. Where where are, where are the conservatives investing in the outlets that aren't propaganda arms for Republicans but are telling the doggone truth? I think they're losing the information war, and what I'm hearing you say is that because we're losing the information war, we're just going to turn and run, and we're not even going to put information out anymore that would protect children's lives. I agree with you. I think that is cowardly. Yeah. So where where do we go from here? <laughs> that's number one. Or maybe you want to weigh in on the Trump endorsement, but that's kind of a hard stop, I think, on this on this really uh, important and, and heated discussion. But what else do we need to know about it? Well, I, I think before um, 
moving forward on this, as we, we've already stated, it's 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 not a fair assessment to say that our our voters want us to stop talking about abortion, especially when you know polling shows that both Democrats and Republicans find a third trimester abortion abhorrent, which is now what we've got. Yep. We've, we've got with the passage of issue one abortion right up to birth. There was a lot of confusion going back to, you know, I had some Northern Republic, Northern Ohio Republicans contact me. And of course they were getting hit hard with messaging on issue one from, from the pro-abortion industry. And one of the things that they used was that um, attorney Yost had uh, requested some records of women who'd had out of state abortions and they were scared that because of the messaging that was being put in their face, they were scared that their daughters, um, their wives, if they were ever in a situation where they were raped, would not be able to get an abortion in the state of Ohio. They were also scared that Dave Yost would use those medical records and would arrest young women who had had abortions um, in the state of Ohio. Now, I guess there was an opportunity to clear that up, it wasn't cleared up. So that fear was left to linger and, you know, continue to manifest in their minds that, gosh, could could someone I love be arrested because they went out of state to have an abortion if issue one were to, to not pass and then the heartbeat bill were to go into effect. These are just an example of some of the points, messaging points, where we had the opportunity to step it up as a party and address this, and we didn't. We no. were silent. Now, and the left is really good at peddling fear porn, and they're really good at yeah. what I call thin slicing. They're going to take that, yep. you know, point zero zero nine seven, and they're going to spread it over the whole. By the way, that's what they did with COVID. They're going to spread it over the whole yep. situation and go. But in this rare instance, okay, well, mm-hmm. you literally just threw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, yep. Let me ask this: We've got about two minutes here. So, the State Central Committee, we have listeners. They're listening. Uh, where do they go? How do, how do we even know? Who, who do we select? When, when, when are these people on the ballot? I think I think that's something I want our, 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 mm-hmm. our audience to, to take away today. Where, where do they go to find out this stuff? That's a great question. I know that there is um, some grassroots organizations that are working on recruiting conservative candidates. Uh, helping the conservatives that are currently on the state central com- committee to keep their states, or, I'm sorry, their seats. We have received information that um, many of us who are most recently elected will have big targets on our back and yep. that there's money that's going to be put into primarying us out. So I, I wish I could just give you a website and say, hey, go here. Unfortunately, that's still something that's being worked on, still mm. something that needs to be organized. When is the next so, meeting that we could uh, alert our listeners to that maybe they would want to show up to? The next meeting is in early January, okay. and I need to get I can get that date to you because I'm not I don't have the calendar in front of me, but it's typically that first or second Friday. All right, uh, morning. Perfect. We'll get that from you theory. as follow up. We'll make sure that our audience knows what's going on. This will be not the last time we have you on, Jessica. Thank you for carving out so much time to visit with us this morning and talk about some really important topics that I don't think, I don't think this is information that our listeners are going to get anywhere else. So thank you for investing time with us today. Thank you, Jack. I appreciate it. God bless you. Have a good weekend. Alan, what do you think, man? I want to know who did the editing. 
who did the carving. I, Dave Johnson. Oh. Dave Johnson is a um, – I say he's in Salem, Ohio, Mahoning. He's oh. the guy. He's the guy. He's the mouthpiece. He's the guy who does all the heavy lifting. He's the guy with the strong personality. Scuttlebutt is – I had a lot of conversations behind the scenes. Dave Johnson is the guy, man. He's the guy who goes in and just bullies people. One guy. One guy. One guy. <laughs> one guy. But that one guy, to Jessica's point, is connected with some significant investors. And I, I can tell you that investors are going, look, maybe we don't scrap the messaging. Maybe we retool it. But the time between now and 24 is so short. Let's let's take the ammunition out of the guns of the of the Democrats. I get it strategically. But I also get how way leads on to way. And before you know it, the Republican Party is the old Democratic Party. And people are going, we don't have anyone that represents us. I give you a big. <sighs> Amen to that. Thank you. You did a great job, by oh, the way. It's been Alan Rogers on the other some, side of the glass. We had some technical difficulties. But we made, made it through. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with you on Monday, 98.9 FM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.